Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018. So I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gellin, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And I wanted to talk today about advice and where do you get yours and are you getting it from the right places? And really when you are getting advice, do you understand exactly what advice is and whether it's the right advice for you? And it's it's a real big question that I find that a lot of people battle with. Um, and chatting with people on the phone when they call in, uh, when they're inquiring about our, our um, funds management service or um, our superannuation, helping um, getting into superannuation or self-managed superannuation, um, or even just setting up a portfolio or, or our courses, I find that a lot of people, where they get their advice from is... Um, shall I say, interesting, if the, if you understand what I mean by the word interesting. And I find a lot of people just get, um, I, I, as I say, an entrepreneurial spurt, uh, and they think, oh, I need to do this, and they never really fully investigate exactly what they're investing in or what they're doing. And, and I know over the many, many years I've been working with people, um, not just teaching them to trade and become great traders, but um, also investors and helping people invest better, um, over the few decades, and I constantly find people, um, you know, coming with um, with a, a wad of documents in terms of things like um, statements of advice and products that they've invested in, whether they be managed funds or or other. And I find when I start questioning people, they really don't understand what they've got, and it, and it really does bring up that whole concern about. You know, are you looking after your money now? Um, part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because there was a report issued um, at the end of March by ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, and it was a financial advice. It was titled "Financial Advice: Mind the Gap," um, and it was Report Six One Four from March two thousand and nineteen, and and it was put together by a research was conducted by a company called Where to Research, an independent market research agency um, and it's done it for ASIC and I'll just read a little bit about the report I'll just move my paper around and, and about this report the overview said the report sets out the findings from research we commissioned into consumer awareness and understanding of the difference between general and personal advice um, so general and personal advice so that was really the, the context of the report now under the current regulatory framework for financial advice this is in the report and this is what ASIC deems personal advice and general advice so personal advice from ASIC point of view is advice that takes into account one or more relevant aspects of the consumer's personal circumstances such as their financial objectives, situation and needs, or is given in circumstances where a reasonable person would expect that their individual circumstances have been taken into account. 
That's personal advice. General advice, according to ASIC, is not tailored to any of the consumer's personal circumstances, nor would a reasonable person perceive it to be tailored to the consumer's personal circumstances. Now, they go on to say the distinction between personal and general advice is important because the level of consumer protection afforded to consumers who receive advice differs significantly depending on whether the advice they receive is personal or general. Um, and there's some really interesting findings in the in the report, and, and it is a, I won't say it's a large report, but it's large enough, and it covers a, a fair bit of ground in, in determining um, and overall, the overall view is that most Australians can't really, or a big chunk of Australians can't even identify the difference between personal and general advice, or what one is. But I'll try and nut that down for you in a little bit. But ASIC in this report, on page three of the report, in part of the background section, says ASIC consumer research shows that only 27% of Australians have received personal advice. Now, I find most people, uh, it's around about 20-odd percent of people will go and see a financial planner. Now, I find the biggest thing that most people do is the first thing out of their mind is costs and fees. They, the people worry about costs and fees way, way, way too much. And to me, it's, you know, I've often said to people who are asking us about our um, product where we're investing or managing their portfolio for them, the direct share portfolio for them. Um, in our direct equity managed account service, which you know every day we're talking to people on that, and and you know we will trade and manage your portfolio for fifty thousand above. So Janine and I do that, and we've been doing that for a long, well over a decade. We've been uh, managing people's portfolios as well over a decade. And I say to people, what's what are fees really relative? If you if you are making, let's say we're charging you five percent, and we're making you six percent, well then you probably wouldn't use us, would we? You know, but if we were charging you five percent and we're making you fifty percent, then what's the five percent? You wouldn't really worry about that too much. So fees are only relevant to the return you get. Now, when you're looking at the um, investment industry, the investment industry itself only aims to get you average returns, not good returns, average returns. And we're talking in the realms of around five percent. That's what they're generally they're looking at around that five percent mark to average. So when you're looking at that, then fees do matter, and then people are talking about fees, and that's why industry funds, you know, are heavily promoted. Industry super funds saying, "Hey, no fees," but there are fees. It's just they're just packaged in a different way. Nobody works for free. Remember that. And so if somebody says, hey, there's, there's no advisor fees, but it doesn't mean the fund doesn't have fees itself. So you need to look at that. But getting down into advice is what's personal and what's general advice. I find a lot of people really don't, as I said, WASIC finds that people don't understand what the difference between the two. And I find a lot of people get advice in all the wrong spots. If you look at the ASX shareholder survey and find where people get their recommendations and advice from, you'll, you'll be shocked as well as as to where people get all their information and their education and uh, well, their perceived advice from. And I find the case. Let me just flip through a couple of pages here because I'm not going to read all of this because um, it is quite a detailed document in terms of the summary and findings, but I'll get to this. There's got a graph, if I can flick over to it. But most people I find ask friends, they ask all sorts of people about how to invest and what to do. An interesting thing, I was, I was um, um, on Studio 10 the other week, about two weeks ago. I was on Studio 10, you may have seen it. It's on our um, YouTube page. And I remember when the cameras went off and I was, I was sitting next to... Um, 
um, Kerry Ann Kennelly and um, Denise Scott and that, and uh, with uh, um, Sarah Harrison and I forgot the other lady's name. Sorry, I was chatting to them a little bit afterwards, and I said because it was all about you know um, taking advice from mates, that sort of stuff, and so and I said uh, there's an old saying that if you know, if you, why would you take advice from somebody who has less money than you do? And really that's where a lot of people get their, their advice from is they ask friends, mates, they see people at work doing things and so then they think, oh, that's good for me. That's the worst place that you can get advice from. It's about understanding and educating yourself about what you're investing in and what uh, what you should be doing because everybody's situation is different. You have different rules. Sorry, not different. You have different um uh, goals. You also have different risk profiles. Some people are high risk, some people are low risk. And I find too many people take on risk without understanding exactly what it is. And I was only chatting um, on our live YouTube channel. And if you haven't seen our live YouTube channel, it's every Tuesday night, Jen and I live on YouTube between 7 and 8 p.m. on Tuesday nights, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So if you're listening to this podcast, get online. Go to our YouTube channel. So just open up your browser, type in YouTube. Once you got to YouTube, just type in Wealth Within. Our channel will come up and subscribe to that. And when you subscribe to it, YouTube will let you know if we've uploaded new things um, from that point of view. But we are, Jenny and I are live on YouTube, 7 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday. And you can ask us any question you like. But what I what I was talking about on that live show was that there's an inverse correlation to people, the risks they take and the the knowledge and experience they have. You find the people with the least amount of knowledge and experience take the biggest risks and those with the most amount of knowledge and experience take the least amount of risk but make more money. Um, and there's an old saying that uh, when a man with money meets a man with experience, the man with the money gets the experience and the man with the experience gets the money. And that's got to tell you something, doesn't it? So what factors in, this is from the ASIC, now on the, back to the, the report back on page 12. And ASIC's basically split it into two sort of columns here, if that makes sense to you. Um, and consumers, it's, it's titled consumers are more likely to perceive that general advice is from customer service staff. So customer service staff give general advice. Is from mass media, such as TV, radio, etc., is a sales or marketing recommendation. So if somebody's selling your marketing, it's not conceived to be general. It's conceived to be perceived to be general advice. If the advice has no fees attached to it, interesting. And general advice is about less personal topics. Example, a term deposit, and that's not necessarily correct uh, from that point of view. But personal advice, people are more likely to perceive that personal advice is from more qualified staff is from a face-to-face -face appointment, requires the consumer to provide personal information, has upfront fees, or is about more personal topics, such as superannuation. Now, there's flaws in all of that in terms of what people's perception of what personal advice is and what general advice is. Um, and as I said, I'll read, read ASIC's terminology to you again, just to say you're really fully aware of ASIC's terminology of what personal advice is, if I go back to it, personal advice is advice that takes into account one or more relevant aspects of the customer's personal circumstances. So people thinking general advice is people talking about term deposits, but because it's not personal, it is personal and or less personal. How do you get less personal if it's about your personal circumstances? 
then it's generally going to be under the personal financial advice. So, uh, and that's really, and fees have nothing to do whether it's personal or uh, whether there's fees or no fees is not really whether there's personal advice or not personal advice. So fees don't have anything to do with it as well. So it really is being careful about where you do get your advice from. Now, I might in, in another podcast really go through this and, and really pull some really cool stuff out of this whole report to give you some more information. But again, it, to me, it always gets down to who who are you listening to, why are you listening to them, and really, it's about getting the best advice for you, whether that's personal or general advice. I know people um, looking at our and our direct equity managed account service. That's general advice because what we do, people ask us about it. We give them factual information. We don't talk to them about their personal circumstances. We just say to them they need fifty thousand dollars and above, and that, and then we can manage it from there. And then we send them our product disclosure statement. They have to read that product disclosure statement. They have to fill out their own application form and sign it to say they've read all the terms and conditions and they understood what's in that product disclosure statement and they're okay with how we're going to be managing their money. We don't get into asking them about their income and their assets and their liabilities and all sorts of investment goals and everything else. That's personal advice because that's taking into their financial situation to decide whether the product that we have suits that. That's the client. We we allow the client to do all that sort of stuff or our our investors into that product to decide all that for themselves. We give them the information so that they can make that decision for themselves. And I said that's his general advice, not personal advice. If I was a financial planner for so per se, and I had a product now the product disclosure statement from Wealth Within, and I'm sitting there saying to oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, yeah, you've got a few hundred thousand dollars. I suggest that. Uh, um, and you want some direct equities, direct equities would be really good for your portfolio, I would suggest you look at this Wealth Within um, Direct Equity Managed Account Service, and uh, it has all these features, blah, 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 and I think that's good for you. Now we're talking about personal financial advice because the financial advisor is considering their situation. So it's a bit different there. But again, always be careful about where you get your advice from, and I find when it comes to the stock market, everybody's just on chat forums and getting tips from friends and all sorts of things. And it, it really does pay to be careful exactly uh, where you're getting your advice from because is it, is it going to be good advice um, and will it help you? And I find it doesn't matter where you get your advice from. If you don't understand the investment yourself, how to manage it, why you should be entering, how you're going to manage it yourself, what's your exit strategy, then you are taking higher risks. And uh, so if you have investments that you don't understand right now, take the time to learn about them. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, as I said, I might go and look at this report a little bit more and maybe pull out some more interesting statistics for you from another podcast. But for now, good luck, good trading, and I'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.